0: I would talk with God, even when I was high as a kite. And I would get into a paranoid state. And then I was like, man, i would find the Bible and i would read it. And it would bring me back to a point of calmness. But if I kept reading, it would tell me what was going to happen if I kept on doing what I was doing. And I was like, OK, stop, stop. <laughs> you know.
1: You're listening to the In All Podcast unpolished stories of hope dealers who share their experience of reliance recovery and renewal these are everyday houstonians who are a part of mercy street a church community in houston texas we believe god is in all places and working in all people to create a safe harbor of hope and restoration go to inallexperience.org to find your story in all stories, and see how we all find God in all our stories.
0: My name is Rodolfo Cruz, and as I think back on my life at some of my high points, I guess the things that come to mind is being a child, riding a bike, jumping ramps, hanging out with my friends, playing football outside, things like that. I mean, I remember having fun as a child. It wasn't until later on as a teenager, I started getting into drugs slowly but surely. I would increase the amount, try out different drugs and so forth. And so I want to say my low points was when I became heavily addicted. I don't really feel like I uh, had a relationship with God. And I remember as a child, not really ever like thinking about God. I was just too busy having fun, you know. But I do remember going to a church. We didn't go to church to learn Bible studies or anything like that. We would jump on the roof. They had an opening in their church and jump in the church. And and we would play around the basketball court and raid their refrigerator. <laughs> but that same church ended up taking us on summer camp and stuff. And then, so I guess I was kind of like barely being introduced about who God is. And so as... As I got older, my dad, he started studying with Jehovah's Witnesses. And I think at one point I was studying the Bible. I started kind of understanding who God was, of course, because I had a lot of questions about life and why this and why that. And so the, the guy that was doing Bible studies with me was able to take me through the Bible and kind of show me places where where he could answer my questions. So after that, I mean, it wasn't too long, I ended up slipping back into my addiction, my substance use disorder. And in them times right there, I still believed in God. I would talk with God even when I was high as a kite and I would get into a paranoid state. And then I was like, man, I'll find the Bible and I would read it and it would bring me back to a point of calmness. But if I kept reading, It would tell me what was gonna happen if I kept on doing what I was doing. And I was like, okay, it's time to stop, (laughs) you know? So, but I remember that God was a part of my, in my low points as well. My understanding of God back then was like, if you give me this, then I'll do this for you. But if you don't give me that, then it's like, you know what, I ain't got no time for you. You know, it was a one-sided relationship in my addiction once i found recovery and and i and i started to uh build a relationship with god it took me a little minute to get back into that mode of of talking with him he was showing me that even in my worst times he was there with me that it wasn't about what i could do for him it was more like just he wanted to help me you know and so i even in the bad times of because you know re- just because you find recovery doesn't mean that life just gets really great and things. And no, well, life is life. And so even in my times of, man, we're like struggling, like trying to figure out how this is going to get paid, how that's going to get paid. I'm not angry at God. I'm just trying to ask God, hey, how did I get through this? You know, I need to get out of this. And sure, you know, here doors open up, things get done and it's okay. I was invited to Mercer Street when I was at the Salvation Army through a guy who uh, used to attend Mercer Street. So when I went to Mercer Street, my thought, because, you know, sometimes people have a, before they actually go to the place, they'll have this vision of what may be there or what it's like. And it wasn't nothing like I envisioned, because I actually thought it was like in a, in a basketball court and bleachers and there was people down there talking about God and had a little small band and stuff, you know? Because that was one of the things that say, hey man, you gotta go, they, they got good music there, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I went and it wasn't nothing like that, you know? And, and so, me being that I did play a guitar when I was younger, I really, really enjoyed the music. And I was like, man, this band's awesome, man. I like the sound, man. It's pretty good. And I enjoyed it because it wasn't traditional church. And see, that's kind of like what people think automatically when you say, hey, man, it's like church, blah, blah, blah. And so they think that you're going to like a traditional church, which there's nothing wrong with traditional church. I like going to traditional church every now and then. However, this is a, a, a like an offset that you can come as you are. And so... I kept going back, then I went back out and and used again. And so I kind of had to go through the motions all over again, going through another treatment program. But the second time I came back, I came back on my own. And of course, um, I continued going and things were changing for me. And so anyway, I finally got invited to sit in with the, the band, and, and I was really like, wow, really? Yeah, we're not going to mic you up, though, yet. Just, you know, kind of just hang out, play around, you know? <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. So now looking back, it's been almost two years since then. This is I'm in the second year, and I really enjoy being a part of Mercer Street. It's like family. If you don't go for a while, you you start missing it. You start missing the people there. And it's a commitment. It fills the voids of not being a part of something, you know, because we all in recovery, I just truly believe that that we have to fill some voids and we have to have some commitments and we have to stick with it in order for us to see growth. Here it is seven years later down the line. And and we're still a part of Mercy Street. And I say we because me and my wife met at Mercy Street and and now we're, you know, a part of Mercy Street. And that's what keeps me coming back. i remember being young and i was always i had to try to be someone that i was wasn't to to be a part of of say a certain crowd of people and so as i got further into my recovery and my relationship with god it kind of like to me now it, this doesn't matter what people think about you you know it's what what i think about myself and how i feel about myself you know and god's given me that that I know who I am, there you go. That's the only way I could put it, I know who I am. And so because I know who I am, I'm fully grounded. And so yes, I like, you know, we all want people to think about us a certain way. However, it's not gonna affect me so bad. as like, I'm gonna go outside of who I am to be who they want me to be. My commitment with God, my relationship with God is something that I realize that I need now. And a lot of times I I look at God and I vision him as being a physical father, like someone who's looking at me and talking with me and we're having this conversation. I think once I realized that I just didn't know about God, but I had a personal relationship with God and that keeps me grounded with him. I could be driving down the street, right? And somebody might cut me off and and, and it's just like, might get angry you know and i want to throw the bird at them and talk stuff man and then it's like this voice is telling me uh, you're not that person no more man <laughs> you just can't do that and so my relations that's how god i connect with god it's like okay god you're right man all right let me try to be kind and nice and let me slow down and just let me be passive and let them just cut me off when they want to <laughs> how God restored things in my life, man, I mean, golly, I didn't even expect any things that I got today. I had no clue where my life would be seven years. It's so amazing that, that when I ran across somebody from my past, right, I wanna tell them all the things that God did for me, but then I'm like, dude, you don't got enough time, you gotta go, because it's just so much. You know? And then how are they going to even believe me anyway? It's just like, oh, are you serious, you know? Don't lie, dude. You ain't got to lie to be cool, man. But it's really so awesome, Willie. I never imagined being a grandfather. I never imagined being married for my, actually, my anniversary today. And it's like, man, God is good all the time, you know? And, and he is. Like I say, I, I, there's no way to describe that. Of the way he can come into your life and, and actually just change it. If you just one thing you have to do, you have to allow him to. See, that's the catch with God. God gave us all my own will. And there's nothing that he can do for me unless I ask him to. And then it's like, okay, good now. Come on, dude, let's go.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening. When we gather in homes or coffee shops to listen to the In All podcast, We've saved you a seat. Go to inallexperience.org to check out locations for the in all groups in Houston.